Спасибо за слово. Thank you for giving me the floor. You know, here, last night, as for the climate, we only told one small part of what is actually going on in the world right now. Um, but we had so many people working on gathering all of this information. We have to remove so much of the information uh, so that it can fit into the format of this conference. But if we touched uh, all the segments of uh, everything, of the whole load, I think it could take up to a week. This is the information about what is really going on in the world. Look. Today we have touched the topic of ecology. Here we have uh, this really nice example regarding the ecology. It is uh, actually the extension extinction of the Great Barrier Reef. Here even the scientists have already noticed that over 77% of corals have died there. Even at school we have all learned that um, life is not possible without corals at the beaches, for example. Lisa was talking about this. Uh, energy is coming from uh, below the Earth. Temperature is rising where? On the faults. Where uh, is situated this uh, great Australian uh, reef? It's on uh, precisely on the fault. Here's the picture. The scientists have noticed this white uh, color. You can see it too. They also understand that something is wrong here. And I would also like to dwell a little more on Australia. Australia, as uh, every second uh, we have fires in Australia. There are so many fires in Australia. We have talked about this at the conference, but again, where are these fires happening? We can see on this picture that they take place uh, on the fault. It all comes from inside the earth, from the gases emitted, and they're impossible to extinguish. And so we have this one question arising here. We have touched upon this uh, last night a little bit, and I understand that this topic it's not so popular at this moment, but I could compare it to an organism, to a human organ body. For example, I have cancer inside, right? And so I'm trying to remove this uh, disease uh, out of my hand instead of starting to treat this cancer. I would compare this to what is happening right now at this moment. I understand all this. From my point of view, we actually we don't have time. We just are out of time. We need to unite uh, as soon as possible. Everyone, uh, honestly speaking, we have only one platform, Alatra, 
why uh, search for other platforms uh, to divide people again just to say they're there and we are here on this platform i think uh, the example of six thousand years can show us that it didn't work out are we going to do the same thing all of and over uh, again are we going to discuss it, to discuss what? The roof is falling on our heads. We have to unite rapidly. We have to reunite everyone quickly. You think we need some other discussions as to the fact that we don't have any time left? We are always smiling, saying that everything's going to be all right. Yes, I understand everything. But you know, I have participated in many interviews with scientists. I am a builder by education. I'm not a scientist, but I have been studying climate for over 70, seven years, and I have held interviews with scientists. I'm not talking about everyone, but, you know, the scientists say, I have done my job, and that's it. And it doesn't touch me anymore. This is the problem, you know. I am doing my little thing, and what happens next, it's, it doesn't concern me. And what about us? Are we, who, we, who are we? We have reached... Uh, the verge. I understand that this is an important question. This is the truth. We have destroyed our planet. This is just bare truth. But we have a more serious problem too. Um, it's uh, our survival, survival of humanity, survival of this one species, human being. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? I'm a builder. We can build a, a house at any point. We can plant a tree at any point. Do we have anyone who can give you back your life? Do you know such people? This is the answer. There are no such people. That's why last night this conference what well, here I have this understanding that for us, to us as people, ten, tens of millions have joined of people who understand that if we don't start doing something right now, we are not going to have time for it. The most important thing is to remove our ego because our egoism that's inside us, it's just there and it doesn't want to leave. I'm the one who's right. Why should I prove something to someone? Excuse me. We have to unite with everyone. We need to tell everyone about what is coming because if right now, we do not start doing something. 
then result, I think, you know, I think everyone who looked, uh, who watched the conference last night understand, understands perfectly what's going to ha happen. I'm sorry for what I'm saying, but uh, I'm talking fast, I'm sorry. So, let me express my gratitude to everyone who participated. I want to say a big thank you to everyone who understood the importance of this moment, who have started right now, today, who have started uh, talking to every person who they meet during the day to tell them about the existence of this problem and about the way out of it. And this way out of it is the creative society. The eight foundations is the answer of all the people. All the people want to live by these foundations. We do not have any questions for discussion here. So I would like to thank you all again. I'm sure that we are uh, moving in the right direction. We are going in the right direction, and we, I believe we still have a chance to save this civilization and this beautiful planet that was given to us so that we can build uh, Edom uh, on it here. So, thank you. Thank you for the strong speech important indeed, and I completely support you. We have one more speaker today. He will share with us how the genetic activity of the planet increased. It means uh, internal activity, the eruptions increasing and earthquakes increasing, as well as um, exponential of the process. This is all the doctor of my Neurological and um, Geological Science, uh, Sergei Viktorovich Belov. Здравствуйте, дорогие коллеги. Очень приятно приветствовать участников международной Welcome. Welcome. Вулканизм, сейсмичность, водородная доказация из недр и потоки нейтронов внутриземного происхождения. Результаты наблюдений за главными проявлениями эндогенной активности Земли, такими как вулканизм и сейсмичность, за последние 300 лет показывают э, на существенный рост как числа, так и энергетики. Особенностью этого роста является близ экспоненциальный характер, то есть это достаточно резкий, резкий рост. Если мы будем говорить, возьмем последние сто лет. За последние сто лет число извергавшихся вулканов, например, возросло с 380 в 1908 году до 650 в 2000 году.
1948 году. А если мы будем говорить о сейсмичности с магнитудой 5,5, то количество землетрясений за 100 лет возросло с 300 до 3000. Таким образом, можно видеть, The results of the preservations of main manifestations of the Earth and, and the genetic activities such as volcanism and seismicity over the last six years show a substantial increase in both number and strength. What is peculiar about this increase is that it is almost exponential, meaning the increase is quite sharp. If, say, we take the past 100 years, the number of eruption volcanoes, for example, has increased from uh, 380 to 650 for the last uh, 100 years. And if we talk about seismicity with the magnitude 5.5, the number of earthquakes over the last 100 years has increased from uh, 300 to 3,000. You can see dramatically increased. But this increase is, uh, just intensifies. It happens uh, in the background of wave function. That is, the wave function overlap with the exponent. And the causes of this periodic wave from oscillations, of course, both process occurring in the sun and the process occurs in the depths of the galaxy. In turn, penetrating uh, the iron core of the Earth, neutrinos uh, initiate nuclear reactions in its bowels, and those nuclear reactions in the bowels of the Earth stimulate uh, these endogenic process. Magnetic centers are formed, which eventually manifest as volcanic eruptions and tectonic activity in the form of earthquakes. A phenomenal point came out. We, geologi we geologists have always been using secret uh, 200,000 scale geological maps, the topographic maps that we made in the reference frame in 1942. Now, space uh, geodesy, satellite geodesy show that we have inconsistencies, planning inconsistencies in maps of hundreds of meters and high altitude inconsistencies of dozens of meters. What does this tell us? that the parameters of the Earth and the cosmic body are changing. These are not simply errors in the triangulation, geodesy, and so on. This is a certain evidence that these processes are taking place. And I'm really happy that I'm here today because Alatra is an enthusiast of concerned and caring people and address the problems that worry the entire humanity. Сергей Викторович, спасибо вам огромное за эту теплую поддержку, как нашего гибель. So much for this warm support as us and as us as movement and creative society project. And I would like to share that with Boris and Сергей Викторович, I was working with them before, and I saw the graphs which he uses in his work about the increase of volcanic activity. And I would never think that one day I would be able to meet him in person and have this wonderful interview for this, uh, for this conference. I'm really grateful Sergei Viktorovich for his job, for his work, and for his sincerity, and for the fact that he's not silent. For now, this is so important for all scientists not to be silent and speak the truth. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Another important topic that was brought up yesterday is the fossil fuels and so-called 
the the new ways of uh, energy productions. Uh, today we see that fossil fuels are definitely a big, big problem. It's a big issue for the environment, but what's the solution? Today we see electric driving vehicles, but the recycling of the batteries creates more pollution than the life cycle of a regular vehicle. We see the solar panels, but as we found out yesterday, uh, recycling them is very problematic as well. Uh, we know that there are more advanced technologies already developed when it comes to energy production, but they are not in use for the most part. And why is that? Because of economical issues, of course, in consumerist society, the fossil fuels employ too many people and uh, going on a different level of energy production will simply make a collapse in this industry. But uh, we would like to hear more about this topic from Jonathan Brevat, please. Jonathan. Thank you, Tarin. Uh, yeah, yes, indeed. I, I really wanted to bring the topic of, of fossil fuel and, and this kind of primi primitive way that we have of, of living for so long uh, and that we're getting used to. So basically, are we considering ourselves a technological advancementization? I guess, yes. But at the same time, we almost, all of our industry is dependent on the ex exhaustible natural resources. More than 60% of our energy comes from burning the earth interiors, oil, shale, coal, gas, and other combustible minerals and substances. So no, nor should we forget that in the current format of society, excessive overconsumption is the basis of the economy. Humanity's appetites are constantly increasing. So let's put it in perspective. Every year, we are burning as much as fuel as the planet has been accumulating over a million of years. If we continue at the current rate of production and consumption, our reserve will run out very, very quickly. Oil, within 30 years, we're not going to have any. Gas, within 50 years, and coal, within 200 years. So, does still sound advanced to you? that our ever-increasing needs are based on ever-decreasing natural resources. What a paradox, don't you think? Our daily lives depends on those energy resources as we need to eat and light our homes, produce goods, fuel our cars, which put us all at risk due to an event distribution of resources on the planet. As mankind depends on energy resources, it leads to political and economic tensions, resulting in resource warfare. This is the harsh reality of our modern world, while multinational corporations, the main producer of oils in the world, make their super profits. As reserves diminished, so the risk due to their extraction increased. The oil workers have to deal with enormous pressure, high temperatures, etc. The US Bureau of Labor statistic ranked Derrick operator in oil, gas, and mining as the third deadliest job per number of workers out of all professional activities. Not only do we destroy natural reserves, but in the processing of natural resources, we also seriously pollute the environment. Harmful emission goes into the atmosphere, water and soil. 
which directly affect people's life, health, and quality. For example, while automobiles are the main consumer of oil, the most advanced internal combustion engine has an efficiency of 35%. It basically means that we are not just losing 65%, but we are investing in the destruction of the environment. If now we consider, as studies mentioned, the effectiveness of electric motors, it goes up to 90%. But we often forget that either the same oil industry or nuclear power will be used to produce or charge those batteries, which again raises a big question about environmental friendliness. As Toyota Motor Group's president, Akio Toyoda, said, the more electric vehicles we build, the worse carbon dioxide we get. When politicians are out there saying, let's get rid of all of the cars using gasoline, do they even understand this? Therefore, a doubting scientific and technological challenge arises. How to meet society's energy needs in the shortest possible time using other sources. Check Hameliaki Yamani, former Saudi oil ministers, once said, the Stone Age came to an end not for lack of stones, and the oil age will end, but not for lack of oil. It means that it is crucial not to wait for our civilization to proactively leap forward in terms of technology in order to enter a new age. But what if we are already there? Indeed, technologies generating free energy with the help of fuel-free generator are already out there. This technology is already existing. It is a simple one, energy being produced freely, out of nothing. But the main question is why don't we have access to it already? And here, we are looping back to the state of our society where consumerism is the norm, where money is more important than people, where free energy devices are not a good business model. So let's unite and stop supporting this self-destructive society as we are already have the technology to leap forward in terms of energy and save ourselves. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jonathan. And uh, after such an inspiring speech, I would like to ask Gerard or Narshan Yen, as our speakers from different parts of the world, what do you think could unite such a different people from such a different parts of the world at uh, this topic of saving our planet? Maybe you have something to ask each other. Please feel free to go ahead. Well, uh, I'd like to uh, mention first that uh, what it unites us all is uh, basically these kind of conferences and uh, to, uh, to the, uh, get knowledge to a broader public. We have a new initiative called People versus Extinction that we're launching now, and uh, this initiative, uh, scientifically driven, is to make our goal is to make aware for at least four billion people in the next three or four years of the problem 
of the magnitude of extinction and how it's linked to other problems, you know, other problems, uh, environmental problems like climate change and so on, and, uh, and to act. And so this is kind of conference is very important. I mean, right now, one of the important things is, as we have seen here, is not, not the science. The science is very solid. We know what is going on and we know what is going to happen. It's basically what we need to do is to, uh, uh, on the one hand, educate massive amount of people and public of this, to educate the governments, and uh, second, to act. So uh, this is what I found uh, this uh, conference uh, quite interesting. Uh, I also like to mention that we have been talking here about consumption, and that's obviously one part of the problem, but if we really like to solve the, uh, this environmental problem, a uh, long time ago, in the 1970s, Paul Ehrlich at Stanford University, uh, he got uh, what we call the iPad equation, and the iPad is the impact, human impact, is derived by three things. It's um, um, the uh, people, the number of people, multiplied by consumption and multiplied by technology. Uh, the more inefficient the, the technology is, the more impact is, the more consumption there is, the more impact is, and the more population there is, the, the, the more people there is. So we need to address, we need to address the population issue. Population, human population has to be stabilized. Second, we have to reduce consumption, as we have been saying here. And third, we need to use better technologies. What is nice to know is that population is starting to decline naturally, and so we have to push toward that. Second, consumption is clearly the link between consumption and environmental issues are very, it's very clear. So uh, it's been finally recognized at many levels. And finally, there is a important technology like, uh, let me tell you right now, I'm in a place in Mexico, far away. This is just a forest around here. Uh, I mean, there is not a single house in more than uh, almost eight kilometers from my house. And I'm being powered by solar panels and by satellite eh, 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 internet. So uh, we can reduce our impact on the, on, on the planet, okay? This is, and then my question to the, to, 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 to the other, uh, I mean, for the people, for, for instance, it is, I do hope that, uh, uh, for instance, our colleagues that talk about the climate change or climate disruption, it will be very interesting to know I mean, my question for them is, how, how do they think is the interaction between climate disruption and, and species extinction, and how important they, th they think that maintaining a natural ecosystem is to uh, cope with climate disruption, please. That's a very good question, Gerardo. Thank you so much. And happy to hear that you are uh, doing everything possible to <laughs> uh, to stay within the clean energy. Martian again, did you understand the question? And uh, if so, please, why do you think that maintaining the ecosystem is so crucial for uh, for preserving of the uh, of species and our ecology altogether? Do I understand correctly that the question is related to the fact that how closely connected climate change to the ecosystem extension? If I understand correctly, 
Sudden emissions of gases such as methane and they uh, destroy our ecosystem. And there are actually scientists who study this phenomenon. They have noticed that in the middle of the ocean, suddenly um, a lot of uh, fish are dead. And uh, they couldn't find out to what it is connected. Uh, the extinction of a large number of fishes they took place after the earthquakes, because after the earthquakes, uh, gas actually goes out. And as uh, Dushan today mentioned, that there are fires in places of flakes, exactly because of the gasation, the gasing. And of course, um, it is because of climate change, but if we talk about the ecosystem, uh, actually human activity it's, uh, contributes a lot to this. Everything what we pollute, produce, all the garbage and chemistry, and you can't even imagine yourself this cruelty with which we kill our environment. And I would like to say right now that it's uh, a huge amount of species under the threat, under the extinction. And to the species, one of them are added as human beings. So right now we need to understand our priorities. So we could at first wear a mask, as they do in the plane, wear a mask at yourself, and then save someone else. So we need to save ourselves first and then clean our planet. And with respect with all the living things. Thank you very much. Uh, yes, I would like also to... Also yesterday on the conference we were talking about the fact that in the 20th century this progress increased so much of the extinction of different species, that there is a main understanding, basic understanding, that the reason for this is a human. Also, you need to understand that if we don't change the relationship between us, how we treat each other, then we're not going to change anything because it's always going to remain a small group of people who constantly will be engaged in one problem. There are such problems. For example, if we don't take care of our ecology, of our environment, then what should we do? Here it's necessary to understand that right now there is a bigger problem, huge problem. It's actually preserving civilization, preserving human life. There will be no one who can preserve this species if we want to resolve this bigger problem. 
понимать, что мы сейчас, скажем так, может возникать очень много вопросов, Двигаемся в направлении огромной But in return, of course, we destroyed our planet. For now, it's most important to preserve human beings as a species. And later, if we unite, we will build together another world. Thanks to this knowledge, thanks to this love, и в нем как это рассказать словами? Тут понимание того, все очень просто. потом мы все будем решать очень быстро, очень извините, этого как в Чехии говорится, интеллекта, мы с его помощью можем очень быстро, даже 
Я не знаю, если это правильно, но really fast. даже можем другие виды вот, но тут, вы знаете, тут я очень сильно волнуюсь, потому что нам сейчас вы видите, что в СМИ показывают, какие темы они предлагают. Почему? Ну, я надеюсь, хотя бы чуть-чуть ответил на ваш вопрос. Знаете, я уважаю всех вас, потому что вот ваш труд — это вот наш труд. Это просто мы одна большая семья. Нам надо сейчас понимать, что вот так уже было рассказано, что мы сейчас один палец, второй, третий. Мы одна часть, нам надо сейчас говорить это быстро. And we need to unite and fast quickly move towards preserving human civilization. Then they, then we will figure out everything else. Спасибо, so much, Dushan. I have a, a question to Mr. Mr. Jen. Once upon a time, I was on an island. It's a beautiful volcanic island. It's located in the volcanic zone. Could you please tell us if there is a serious study of the volcanic activity in Mauritius? Yeah, you see, uh, in Mauritius, uh, fortunately, I would say for the time being, uh, we have what uh, some people would uh, qualify as being dead volcanoes. But we know in your, you are the specialist. Uh, I think you will, you will tell people that uh, this concept, uh, I'm speaking under your correction, uh, We don't have this concept of dead volcanoes. At any time, there can be an eruption. But we've got a sister island uh, uh, around 40 kilometers from Mauritius, which is known as Réunion Island, which is a department of France. And there we've got an active volcano. So I would say for the time being, uh, in Mauritius, this does not affect us uh, that much. But I hope that this will continue. But unfortunately, in Réunion Island, which is very near Mauritius, we have uh, volcanoes. Now regarding, I think it's connected also to earthquakes. For the time being, uh, at times we, we, had, uh, we, we have uh, been witnessing uh, some tremors at the sea, but not, not on land. So in spite of the fact that we are a Volcanic, uh, an island of volcanic origin, we are not suffering from any sort of uh, uh, direct uh, impact for the time being. And uh, so uh, let us, now regarding the environment and uh, the, the sort, you see there is a sort of, a sort of dialectical relationship between uh, the ecosystem and the environment. Now, the problem one way at the same time, we, uh, it's good. I think the question asked by one of our friends on the platform is, uh, it's good, the initiative of uh, you people trying to bring on board uh, 
people from different pers perspectives. But uh, I think overall what I could gather yesterday, we have uh, like-minded people. You see, in life, even with my ten fingers, I may not agree with all the ten fingers. In my family, I've got three kids. I may not agree with all. But I think the way I've uh, been able to bring them, bring them up, we agree on the core values. And what I noticed yesterday, the majority of people, we are agreeing on the core values. And I believe in education, whether at uh, the level of my country or at world level. I think the great thing with, with this conference, online conference, is that we are getting people to, together, agreeing on core principles. We can beg to disagree on modalities, but then here also, I think uh, where there is a will, there is a way. We can find some, uh, because the world, I mean, human being, and like animals, other animals, and we have to respect other animals also. So you see, we have to develop a, a very holistic concept. We should not think only about we human beings. We should not only think about the human species. Yes, the human species, but also other animal species. All are interconnected. We may be, I may be on an island in Mauritius, like what happened in, uh, when there was uh, the, 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 the major problem with uh, uh, the, the problem in, I think, in Ukraine uh, with uh, atomic uh, uh, sort of uh, pollution. Yes, this affected the whole world, not, not, not only one specific country. All the countries are interconnected, and all the species are interconnected. And my own view is, this is very personal, I don't only have a sort of uh, consciousness for human, human being and mankind on this planet. I always believe that if other lives exist in other planets, we should have a sort of uh, cosmic consciousness. I know in some religions, we, one or two religions, preach that sort of cosmic consciousness. So this is very important for, I mean, like-minded people to come on a platform. Now, coming this uh, also to the issue which was raised on uh, green economy. Now, why green economy? I would have understood that when you want to, to make a paradigm shift, let's say from one type of energy, fossil energy, to uh, solar energy or to electrical energy, yes, maybe it's good. But at the same time, why green economy? The focus is not on strategy. The focus is not on, 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 uh, on green policies, but on economy. Again, I come back on this problem. Some uh, developed countries, they have been uh, focusing on, 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 on these strategies, on these technologies 20, 25 years back. Now they have got an edge. And instead of dissipating, transferring the technology to poor countries, to developing countries, they keep it for themselves, and the focus is just to make profit. The focus is not to help humanity. The focus is not to help to solve the problem of pollution. 
But the problem, the, the, the focus is how to make profits by major multinationals, by developed countries which have got an edge, and you want the poor countries, you want the poor nations to make even more sacrifices. So we are in a major dilemma. And uh, how do you want to have peace in the world? And this is also connected. When we talk about energy, when we talk about technology, it is related to peace. Now, what is happening slowly and slowly every day, this is what I call structural violence coming from different people, different countries. But when a person or a group or a small country or a country which is for the time being classified as, as a terrorist country, when they want to express themselves with violence, then we call this violence. I'm not condoning. I'm all for peace. But when we talk about peace, we have to talk about real peace, genuine peace. So, unfortunately, for the time being, a few people, few countries are taking advantage of the system. And this is where I have hope, where people like uh, I saw yesterday, they're trying to think out of the box. With, when, we, when we mention about creating a creative society, it doesn't mean only to look at futuristic things, but also to take the old things, try to polish up, try to correct, try to remedy. And this is, where, this is what is creativity. Creativity does not mean only about, about uh, AI. Yeah, AI is very important. I'm not trying to downplay AI. It's very important. But also let, let us, for example, focus on production. After this, instead of rich countries, for example, trying to, 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 to squander and to, to, spoil, to, to store food in, in the ocean instead of distributing it to countries in Africa. We have to, so we, we have to find means to optimize production, to distribute, to, to reduce the inequalities in terms of salaries, in terms of, 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 uh, of, of, of wealth among countries, but also at the domestic level. So both are domestic, regional, and international. Thank you. Thank you very much for your uh, insight on uh, on that that topic. Uh, we're coming to an end to this roundtable, so I would like to kind of summarize the idea that has been uh, brought up today. Uh, and basically, the way out for us today is really to bring all of humanity together and develop technology. So, in what way? Do we need to develop this this technology now? So AI uh, is it for the enslavement of humanity, or in a more creative format compared to a consumerism consumerism format that we have today, would be more to help uh, a lot to get through this period of cataclysm. Once again, the crisis that we are facing: global dig digitalization, environmental collapse, and climate apocalypse. So over the next 10 days, every day, we are going to have those international roundtable discussion with conference speakers, experts, scientists on all of those topics. So please join us, share those conferences to as many people as you can. Another thing that I wanted to mention regarding to the conference yesterday is very valuable for us to get your feedback the same way that we 
voice them today during this roundtable, but individual feedback for all of the viewers of this conference. So please share them, make a video, send it to us at Alatra Unite uh, for us to really understand how did you perceive this conference and how for us to best create another conference on the 4th of December on another topic. So please make sure that you can share those feedback is very valuable for us. Thank you very much again for all of our speakers today, for those great information that you've shared on the top of the conference that happened yesterday. And see you then very soon on the next International Roundtable. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.